here to sugarcoat I'm sorry about you Too much shelter causes pain Let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down Avoidance will not help you out Let's talk it through you, me and you Let's keep it real honest Hello, happy Wednesday Welcome back to the podcast We have a listener question today um, So side note, if you guys have questions or topics that you want to hear or if you just want to crowdsource opinions on something like usually anytime I hop on here and I say like text me your thoughts and like xyz I get a decent amount of people like text me their thoughts so anything like that that you like want feedback or other people's thoughts on send it to realhonestpod at gmail.com because this question was sent to me on social media and I just happened to like log in to Facebook because I had to post something on the work page. Um, but I hate social media and I'm trying to just like be on it less and less. And I've turned all my notifications off on all the things. So if you reach out to me on Facebook messenger with every passing day, there is an increasing likelihood that you will not hear back from me for many months. That being said, so the question was, Why do we as people choose the wrong person over the person that we are supposed to be with? Honestly, in order to answer this question, like you would first have to understand how do you define meant to be or supposed to be? Like what what is the determining factor of who you're supposed to be with? Like are you a person who believes that God has preordained a partner for you and that partner is already chosen and you don't really get a say in it or are you know same thing but you do get a say in it like do you have a belief down one of those paths and then if you do you'd have to take it a step farther to say like okay if god has preordained a partner for me is do i believe that i have to do a certain thing or follow a certain path to get to meet that partner? Or do I believe that no matter what, I'm going to meet them because God's will is, is cannot be changed? Um, so sorry, this is getting like really philosophical and spiritual. Um, but, you know, there are people that th- that live by the phrase of what's meant to be will be. And if you believe that, and you live by it, then that means that everything that is currently happening is what's meant to be. Just the the sheer fact that like, I'm currently sitting in my office recording a podcast, that is what I'm supposed to be doing with my time right now, because that's what I'm doing. You know, and then there are other people that think you more have a choice, and you kind of, you can miss out on things because you are choosing what to do with your time. So, you know, you could be a person that, that believes, you know, if you did all the right things and you took all the right steps in high school and college, and then you met your partner in college, and then you guys are off to live happily ever after, you could believe that that's a result of you doing the right things that you needed to do to get there. Um, and then if you come out of college without a partner, you could think that it's because there's some step that you missed along the way and something that you did not do. Personally, I don't think that we 
do choose the wrong person over the one that we're supposed to be with. I think that in most cases, at least in my own life, I wouldn't say that I've ever chosen the wrong person. I think I have been with some people that were supposed to get me through a season and then I was supposed to let them go and I didn't realize that in time. So I ended up holding on to them when I should have let them go and because I was trying to keep them in my life longer and try to force the relationship into something that it wasn't. Um, I think that is what makes me look back and think like, yikes, that was the wrong person. That was a bad experience. And I feel you can drive yourself insane looking back over your life, trying to think like, well, if only I had, you know, like when I was in high school, when I was a junior in high school, I was managing the boys track team. And I think at some point, like seven of them, like all asked me out in the same week. And at the end of the day, like I picked the one that wouldn't ask me out because I was more intrigued by him. I was like, well, everybody is in love with me. Why aren't you? Um, you know, and he and I like ended up dating for like a year and a half and it was a hot mess. And I did spend a lot of our relationship wondering, like if I had just picked one of the other ones, would I be happier? Would I be better? Like, would I be on track to get married? Cause I'm certainly not going to marry you. Um, and I just think that at the end of the day, like if it's, I can't go back and change it. So it's really not worth my time or my energy or my brain power to spend trying to figure out like what I should have done. Um, so I feel like this question probably stems from the feeling of like, I don't have what I want. So I feel like that means I'm doing something wrong where I feel like life isn't about getting what we want and the measure of whether or not you're doing well in life and whether or not you're successful, it it shouldn't be measured by whether or not you have what you want because you know, we've talked about this in previous weeks, but like, you've got to go through some stuff. Like you got to experience pain so that you can grow so that you can move on. You know, a lot of times I have thought that my life would be easier if I had just like, there was a boy that was in love with me in high school and we went to church together and our parents knew each other and our sisters were good friends and I was good friends with his sister as well. And like, I think he, if I had been agreeable, I think he would have married me right out of high school and would have he, I think he would be spending a lifetime like doing everything that he possibly could to make me as happy as possible. Um, and a lot of times I'm like, maybe I should have just done that. Like maybe it would be easier because kind of the whole process of just like buying a house by myself and kind of figuring out like where I want to live and what I want to do. Like a lot of the times I do think it would be easier if I had somebody else to make those decisions either for me or with me. But at the same time, like I am who I am and I am where I am and I've made the choices that I've made and I just want to keep 
moving forward and keep looking ahead. So I think you have to ask yourself, like if you're going to ask, why do we choose the wrong person? Well, first of all, how do you define the right person or the wrong person, right? Because we all have a different criteria of what a life partner looks like, of what it should look like, what it does look like, um, what we want it to look like. Like those are three different things. And then you bring in different people and we all are viewing it from a different lens, you know? So maybe on paper, you want, you want to choose someone that makes a certain amount of money that is either debt free or has a plan to get out of debt or something like that. You might want them to work in a certain industry. Um, you know, there are different, there are different things people consider in terms of like, if you want kids and then how do you want to raise them? How does your partner want to raise them? What type of discipline do you want to use? Are you spiritual? Do you go to church? Like you need someone who's going to be on board with like how you want to raise your kids in that realm. Um, and I think that somebody can like check all your boxes on paper and then there can still be like some type of emotional trauma that they had as a kid that makes them unable to communicate things with you in a way that makes sense that you guys can like talk it through and work it out. And then that would make them like not the right person. I really think that at the end of the day, it just comes down to a choice. Like, I don't think that we're choosing the wrong person over the person that we're supposed to be with. I think that we are just choosing people, like whether it's friends or romantic, like our life partners. I think like every time that you give somebody your time and attention, you are choosing them. And I think that it really is just about finding someone that chooses you back and then you choosing each other over and over and over. So I mean, like, you can have this person in mind that is the person that you think you're supposed to be with. But at the end of the day, like, if you choose them and they don't choose you back, you would think that in itself makes them not the person that you're supposed to be with. So... I realize that I really haven't answered the question. I don't think that there is an answer because I think that it all it all goes back to how do you define success? How do you define the right person or the wrong person? How do you what is your criteria that tells you who you're supposed to be with? And that's probably different from um what mine is. So I don't think there is like a one size fits all response here. In the sermon that Pastor Stephen gave on Sunday, um, it was called The Blessing of Letting Go, and he was talking about, like, things that we need to let go of and how, like, we really need to let go of the way that we thought something was supposed to go. And a lot of times when things are going badly or when, like, when we're struggling, if things are hard... Um, we often attribute that to the devil and we'll say like, oh, the devil's testing me today. Um, and he said, you know, sometimes the devil's testing you, but sometimes it's no God's training you because if everything was happy and easy all the time, then we wouldn't need God. Like there would be nothing to pray about. There'd be nothing to wait for. And if God was a genie and just gave us everything that we wanted all the time, like magic, 
then like that would be the norm and there wouldn't be anything to work or go through to the, like we wouldn't need faith because right. So the faith comes in when you can't see the thing. It comes in, in, in the waiting period where you're asking for an answer and you haven't gotten it yet. You can't see it yet, but you have faith that you're going to get it. Um, so just in talking about like letting go of the way that you thought things were supposed to go, like I keep seeing this meme on Instagram that people are sharing a lot that says like, I can't believe that I thought I was going to be married at 23, like first kid at 25. Um, you know, like I'm 30 and I'm not even a girlfriend (laughs) and It's funny because I resonate with it because I was that like teenager and young 20 something that had this life plan where I was like, I'm going to find my husband before I turn 23 and then we are going to get married between 23 and 25, going to have a couple years of like just us. We're going to have our first kid at 25 or 27. And I had like the whole thing all planned out. And like now I am 30 and I have no prospect of a husband anywhere in sights. And I think when I first got out of college, I became very, very depressed because I was so far off this plan. Like I didn't have someone and then I started to get really worried about it because I was like okay well now I'm 22 and I haven't met the person yet so I only have one more year to meet him so then it was just like every guy that I met or would like talk to or date during that time I was like this has to be my husband because according to the timeline that I set for myself this is when I'm gonna meet him Um, and that made me depressed because it wasn't working and I couldn't like fit my life into this plan that I had created. And that made me really stressed out. And I felt like it was because I had done something wrong that like knocked me off the timeline where the truth of the matter was that this was an arbitrary timeline that I just created myself And it was not God's timeline that God had made. And there is not a set timeline that people have to be on to be successful or for things to work out for you to to experience happiness and joy. Like there's not like a set step-by-step plan that you have to follow in order for that to happen. And I think I am currently in a place where I have let go of the way that I thought my life was supposed to go. And I now, I still think it's good to have general like short and long-term goals, like a three-year plan, a five-year plan, and a 10-year plan. But I think that the plan needs to allow for flexibility so that it can shift and grow and you can change your mind at any time. So I just kind of feel like I make looser plans now where I'm kind of like this is where I would like to be in five years but every six months or so I reassess and ask myself again like is that still where I want to be in five years am I still um on course to get there and if I'm not is there a specific thing that I can change to get myself to where I think I want to be in the future as has been mentioned a million times everywhere like comparison is the thief of all joy and of course it's really really difficult when you want something or you're waiting on something you see it all the time it's like when your sole focus is finding a partner 
like you're going to scroll through social media or you're going to talk to friends and all you're going to see is the married ones and the engaged ones and the ones celebrating 10 years together or whatever. And it's going to make you feel really small and you're going to feel like you're behind and you're going to feel like you missed out on something, but that's really not true. Like there are, there's an absurd amount of people that is right where you are. That's just not what you're seeing. It's not what you're seeing and not what you're able to focus on because you are so fixated on the thing that you don't have. So I definitely still have times where I sit and I look around my house and I'm like, wow, it would be nice if like somebody else lived here with me. And I will kind of get sad and feel fall back into that, like feeling like I did something wrong. But at the same time, I recently went to visit a friend um, who is married with two babies and like she and her husband are so happy and content and their kids are beautiful and great. And it was really awesome to like experience somebody else's life for a few days. And I am so happy for her and her family. And on my plane ride home, I was thinking like, I was so grateful to experience that. I'm so happy for her. I'm so grateful that like, our prayers have been answered for her family, but I was also feeling like grateful that I don't have what she has. I was, you know, just, just watching her be a wife and a mom for a few days. I was like, I don't want to be a wife and a mom right now. I might not want to be a wife or a mom ever. And if not, like that's totally okay. And a lot of times it's difficult because people aren't necessarily going to agree with you. Like I remember I was telling my mom about visiting this friend and how I felt and everything. And I was like, yeah, I mean, just like it was great to hold her baby, but it was also great to like give her baby back to her and be like, I don't want kids. Um, and my mom was like, well, you don't want them now. And I tell her all the time, like when she says stuff like that, it's so invalidating because like, if I say to you, I don't want children, like the way that you validate my feelings is to say, okay, and move on. Or if you're particularly curious as to why I don't want children, more specifically, if you are a man that I'm dating that wants children, I would expect you to ask some more questions. Like, you know, ask me, okay, why don't you want kids? And is this a hard no? Or are you open to them one day? Like, is this fear-based? Is there some kind of like family trauma? Like, let's unpack that, what's going on there. Or to say something like, okay, a lot of people don't have kids, like, cool, whatever, and move on. But for me to say, I don't want children, and you'd be like, oh, you don't want them now. It's, you're effectively saying that I will want them one day, and because I will want them tomorrow, it's null and void that I don't want them today and it doesn't matter. And I shouldn't say that I don't want them because I will one day. And that perpetuates the belief that I have to want them. Like my role as a woman in the world is to have children. and Every woman has to want children or there's something wrong with her or she's crazy or behind. And it just like perpetuates that belief that I had when I was younger, that like I had to get married and I had to be a mom Um, and all of these things. And so I think at the end of the day, you have to just put one foot in front of the other and just focus on what is in front of you, like now, today, in this very moment. So I think that if you are 
currently with a person who is causing harm to you or your life, if they're setting you back, if they're not helping you reach your goals, um, that is probably the wrong person for you to be with. And if you happen to be in a position where you have two people that are equally in love with you, equally available and willing to be your life partner, and one of them one of them is on the same page with you when it comes to like your goals and they're working on themselves and you're working on your, yourself and you're helping each other and the other person is really just dragging you down and making you feel bad. If you're choosing that second person, I would argue that there's probably something going on like within you that is missing, in which case you might have to be with that second person longer for you to be able to see it in which case I would still argue that they are the right person for this particular time because if you were ready for the first person then that would be your choice so maybe that's my answer to the question of why do we choose the wrong person over the one we're supposed to be with I think because in the moment that we're choosing that wrong person They are the right person. And maybe choosing that wrong person like sends us down a path that we don't want to go on, but maybe we have to go down that path to learn something or to grow. So I think that I do sit in the camp of just like what's meant to be will be. And I think that the way that things are right now is the way that they're supposed to be. And things are going to change when they are supposed to. And if, if there are things that I want to change, I mean, I work on them. Like if I want my finances in a different spot, if I want a different job, if I want a different friend, like those are things that I can work toward, right? Like I can put in job applications to get a different job. But until I get through the interview process and get an offer letter from somewhere and accept it and actually start the job, I have the job that I have, you know, and it might be for the next two days. It could be two months, two years, 10 years, but as long as it is like, that's the job that I have. And that's what I'm going to focus on day to day until I have a new job. And I think it's the same kind of thing that you can apply to anyone else or like choosing a partner. Like I think that the partner that you have today, if you have one, that is the person for this time until you decide they're not. And you could totally wake up tomorrow and decide they're not the person anymore and then move on. But I think that comes from just all of us working on ourselves and being open to new and different experiences and having choices. So like if you think that the person you're choosing is the wrong person, usually in the moment that you're making the choice, you don't believe that they're the wrong person or you don't feel like they're the wrong person or you wouldn't be choosing them. That was kind of a very roundabout non-answer to the question. So I will just pose it to the other listeners. Like why do you think that people might choose the wrong person over someone that they are meant to be with. And along with those answers, like, do you feel like you can choose the wrong person? Like, what is your criteria that determines 
whether somebody is right or wrong for you. And then what is your criteria that determines whether somebody is supposed to be or meant to be with you. I'm recording this episode on Halloween, so my TV recommendation of the week is the new Goosebumps series on Disney+. Plus. It's really good. It's like, it's delightfully creepy to be on Disney+. Plus. Like, I had a hard time, like, watching it in the dark and then getting to bed okay. Um, so if you like creepy stuff, but more like a, like a cozy horror, um, it's scary, but it's also a comedy. So it's like the stuff that creeps you out will last like a couple of seconds and then you'll be laughing again. Um, so for people that if you're like American horror story or like haunting of Hill house is like too much for me, but I want like Halloween town is like too baby for me. Then like goosebumps is a good, like middle of the road. Um, and then I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. I think I'm still in season eight. I basically just finished the part where, um, like Meredith and McDreamy can't get pregnant and we're trying to adopt a baby and Meredith ruined it. And then Christina and Owen got pregnant and decided to have an abortion. And I really, really appreciated those two storylines airing concurrently. Um, because they're, when it comes to like not wanting to be parents, I feel like there's almost the majority of the time that those stories are told, it's like one half of the couple didn't want kids and the other one did. And the person that didn't want kids came around. And I really, really appreciated them having like Christina, like desperately not wanting a child and just saying over and over again to her husband, like, I don't want to be a mom. Like, I don't crave that. And he was like, well, you don't want to be a mom now. Like, but you know what you'll change and you'll grow like time will go by. And she was like, no, it won't. Like, I don't want to be a mom ever. (laughs) And I need you to, to hear me and understand me and accept me and be okay with that. And I should note that I cannot stand Christina. Like she has been my least favorite character for eight seasons now. And I'm just like waiting for her to leave because I know that she doesn't make it till current day. And I'm just like, she drives me insane. But this was the episode that I finally loved her because they had just done a storyline with Callie in Arizona right before this, where Callie wanted a baby and Arizona didn't. And they had the same fight and like broke up because of it and then got back together and ended up with a baby and like Arizona just came around. So I was going to be so frustrated if they just did that again with a different couple. Um, And I really, really loved seeing like the person that did not want the child win out because I think that is so like, when you're the person that has the unpopular opinion or the seemingly wrong opinion, it's so much easier to get stuck in that. Like I'm totally alone. Nobody understands me. And that's when you like spiral into depression and stuff. So I thought that was a very, very sad, but very beautiful storyline. That was very, very well done. Um, I have a crazy work schedule through the end of the year. So I am either 
going to find some time this weekend to record a bunch of episodes and you guys are going to get a bunch of story behind the songs. Or I'm going to take a break for Thanksgiving through the end of the year and we'll pick this up again in January. But hopefully by the time the next episode is out, I will have made a decision and can update you guys on what's going on there. As always, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please email me at realhonestpod at gmail.com. I'm not here to sugarcoat I'm sorry to your bother Too much shelter causes pain Let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down Avoidance will not help you out Let's talk it through you, me and you Let's keep it real honest